what's up? This is the Anti-Film Film Club, is formerly... Is anti or an- anti? <laughs> like anti, like my anti, un- anti and auntie, my uncle? The Anti-Film <laughs> Film Club. Uh, no, it? it's the Anti? Well, now I can't even say it. Anti? Anti-Film Film Club. Anti? I, I, yeah, anti. It's anti. <laughs> You're right. Welcome to the Anti-Film Film Club. Why, Manti? Uh, form- <laughs> what is that? Wait, what? You don't, don't you don't know what that is? No. Why why man? Oh, we've got I mean, to go I'm, watch I'm that. I'm only video. 32 years old, so No, that is was like a recent? Yeah, oh, it was Well, I'm pretty I'm pretty separated from society right now. I don't know if you know this, but No, but it wasn't this was like pre-COVID like one oh, of those viral video excuse, things. That is what yeah, saying. pretty much. All right. Well, back to the intro. So, uh, welcome to the Anti-Auntie uh, <laughs> Film Film Club. And uh, it formerly known as the Easy Podcast. Uh, I'm Zach. This and is, this is Eric. There he is. Yeah. There he is. There he is. And um, <laughs> we we took a little break. We haven't done this in a long time. There's yeah, been uh, quite a few life changes. It's been a minute. Um, almost a year, exactly. Um, we are... Wow. Yeah, September of last year was the last episode we did. Which is weird because we started in September like two years prior That's to true, that. That's true. We did. So. Yeah. Um, you thought we were done, but we're back, baby. I, I did. I did. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to be. No. But you were like, just maybe it's just one of those things. But, where it's you, just, know. you know. We'll, we say we'll see each other at the end of the school year, and then that was the last time we ever talked. Right. Even though you wrote your phone number in my yearbook. Mm-hmm. And you said and you'd I call. you never did. You never did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a little specific, Eric. Um, I, you want to dig into that? A little history there of a person in high school that didn't call you back, maybe? No. Oh. It was like a number of... Girls that wrote theirs in mine, and I never called them. Oh, that's on you then. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you're married now, so let's get on past that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, what's been going on with you? Uh, Because I've got quite a bit to talk about. But with you, uh, why have we been gone for a year? I mean, I know it's mostly my fault. Sheesh. Uh, I mean, speak of where we are right now. We're in a totally different house. I mean, yeah. So my desk slash office slash studio space is no longer relegated to the garage yeah which true. is miserable in the summertime the garage is not this in, new place in arizona <laughs> yeah i'm loving this new place with air conditioning <laughs> yes. yeah so we got we got a we got a an official place to do this every week yeah complete with decor and whatever and as we start doing video recording you'll be able to see that decor i like that yeah yeah um, a baby yoda and yeah, little Avengers Endgame poster. Uh, yeah, it's no, it's 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 dope. As the kids, do kids still say? I think so. I yeah, you have a couple, so um, they don't talk to me though. Yeah, well, <laughs> luckily mine doesn't talk yet. Um, yeah, oh wait, what? Yeah, so wait, what do you mean? Here's a reason, part of why we stopped uh, recording. Um, one part of it was just like, we got crazy busy because it was like, yeah. oh yeah, COVID was, well, I don't want to say ended because it still hasn't, but um, COVID was lightening up here in Arizona um, and all of a sudden it was like everyone and their mom wanted projects done in September and October and I was like, okay, well, we'll just put a little little pause on the podcast and we'll come back. And video, like the, yeah. the, the video and broadcast part of what we do shifted to the oh, most important time. thing yeah. so we were doing that and it was yeah yeah and i had a ton of freelance stuff come up and i started working with a, a skateboarding company that's local here and um that relationship is still going strong so i've been i'm busy doing that stuff too but yeah i was like yeah we'll just we'll take a we'll take like a month break it'll be fine and then here we are almost a year later and uh yeah, I've I'm I now have a four month old. Yeah, you do. My son, uh, my son Kelvin was brought in on uh, St. Okay. Patrick's Day. Okay, hold on a second. Yes, because this is probably the coolest name for a kid that I've ever heard. I mean, as long as you're like a film nerd, it, it yeah. It well, is. and we or are a photography nerd, and maybe, we, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kelvin, um, and and he's super cool at like thirty six hundred. <laughs> I guess it depends on, on what you're talking here, because like 3600 is a little warm, yeah, in the color yeah. range. But uh, yeah, I think right now he's probably rocking like a 48. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 
4,800. He feels pretty good. Maybe someday he'll be at 55. Yeah. I don't know. That's funny. If he ever gets up to 9,000, though, there's a, there's a Dragon Ball Z joke in there somewhere for someone of my yeah. age. Um, but, yeah, so I've got a four-month-old. He's pretty awesome. We've been sick nonstop basically okay. since he's been in daycare. But, but here's the coolest thing about about Kelvin, other than his name and his parents, of course, is, is that y- you've been posting these, like, Every oh, month, yeah, my these little these thing. little vignettes, yeah. like of of him chilling, like his growth process yeah. is chi- chilling in his crib, and with the under, I mean, it's so cinematic and buttery. And, it's super but, fun, and he's super cute. So oh, yeah. it's it like doesn't make it hard. Yeah. <laughs> it he's it's really so he's cool. Definitely easy talent. Like it, it's he's not hard to work with. Yeah, it was my wife's idea. She was like, I want to do these little like milestone videos. So every yeah. month we we've we've shot one, usually the you know the day before, maybe that morning of his, uh, not birthday, but you know month of anniversary, whatever you want. I don't know what you want to yeah. call that. Yeah. But um. So yeah, we have four now. They're on my Instagram. But uh, yeah, it's it was fun. The first one I was so like nervous because I was like, I gotta get this right. I want like him to. I don't know. I felt like I had a really high standard to meet because well, yeah, it was like, you're producing the Truman show all over yeah, again. Basically. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but then after that, it was like, just have fun with it. Right. Yeah. And, and it didn't hurt that like he was, he was doing a lot more yeah. the second and third month and then like laughing now and smiling. He's like such a happy boy. Um, this is, this is the, this is a, a baby podcast now. Um, <laughs> Dude, you got to squeeze the sneeze in into the next one. Squeeze he, the, oh my gosh. When he sneezed yeah. and fell over. Dude, it's a, it's a that. meme. It's a meme. I don't it, need to post yeah. it on Instagram. I don't know if he, he would, you know, 15 years from now, I'd be like, Dad, I can't believe you, you made me a meme. But, um... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll have to. I'll have to think about that one. He'll end up on where are they now? Yeah, right. This That's little uh, knowyourmeme.com or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that'd be funny if it took off. But no, that that's been fun, and it's been like this kind of creative outlet. And um, you you were very uh, generous and let me buy your Fuji uh, XT3 off of you, and so I've been I've been having a lot of fun with that camera and something about the the Fuji like camera system feels more creative to me at least yeah um, so like you know it has all these analog dials and stuff on it and it yeah. just puts me in like a different mindset the retro vibe is super yeah. sweet yeah and uh i just i like absolutely love it and it just puts me in a totally different mood and it doesn't feel like work because that's what i do every day is film stuff and edit stuff so it's a little difficult when you're doing that nine to five to be like Okay, I'll do another thing. Right. And then, but it's been awesome. Like, it's been cool because, one, I care about the subject. So that's nice. That's easy. And then the other thing is, like, I'm using, you know, equipment that is fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been really cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked that, that, that you got that. And, um, that's e- not all we got, though. E- even the content that you're producing with it, and yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's and it's cool to see, like you said, because you know we get to work with a lot of very expensive gear, and and um, you know, like the Komodo came in this week, and that yeah. was cool. But yeah. it as cool as all that is, it you know we get those opportunities, which a lot of people don't, which we're grateful for. Don't get right. me wrong, but. To, to see you light up differently when you're using that in, you know, and it's it's more of like a passion project yeah. type of thing. So it's cool. It doesn't feel like yeah. work. Like, you know, yeah. and, and I think that's, that's like a really big part of it for me. And it's kind of why I'm enjoying it. And I don't know, I'm debating on whether or not I'll shoot the next one on the Komodo or not. Just because like also that, but then it's like kind of crossing that line because a part of me is like, well, I, I want more reps on the Komodo. That way, when I do get to uh, a project that has more, mm, I, guess, I don't want to say more meaning, but more budgetary meaning, I guess you could say, I want to know what I'm walking into with the Komodo. Right. So yeah. getting reps on that is nice, but at the same time, it's like, then it becomes work right? almost. So right. I got to like watch that line. Like I don't want to cross it where 
all of a sudden I'm I'm dreading filming these every month. Right. So I, I got to figure out whether I want to do that or not. I mean, I'll say this for for a video that I'm just posting on Instagram and Facebook for my family. The XT3 is killing it. Like it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Like it works. And the thing that's been cool about it too is like I'm finding. I mean, we're just it's one location every time. And so I'm, all I'm lighting him with is just the window being open. Oh, it's all natural that's light. all it is. Yeah, that's cool. And so this last week, or this last month, one that I did, um, it was pretty cloudy out. And so there was quite a bit of diffusion. Thank you. Right? Thank you. God for the yeah, diffuser. Right? <laughs> and uh, but so it was, yeah, pretty soft on him. But I had to, you know, then change my ISO a little bit than normal because it wasn't super bright coming in. But it was fine. And it was, it's, it's it's fun to film with limitations because I feel like you get kind of, and I know I'm like, what am I talking about here? I'm filming a, a baby in a crib. It's not like, you know, I'm filming Godfather four, but the limitations of the setup in purposefully being like, I'm not going to bring lights in. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to you know have a bounce or a super fast lens. I mean, the lens I'm shooting on is like a two eight or whatever. So I'm not, I'm not going crazy here and just, making it work within those limits and saying, you know what, this, this window is enough light and I can just do a really cool color grade in post Mm -hmm. and then that's it. Right. And just roll with it and then I'll be afraid to post it because you know, it's, it can get so easy to be like, I don't know, super critique. Right. And then it no longer becomes fun. Right. And then in that challenge of keeping things super simple, you learn, how to make things work right with what you have and uh it's been a lot of fun so anyways yeah that's that's a huge lesson though um i mean there's a couple lessons in that that and i appreciate you sharing that because you know the first the first one is um how do you how do you stay inspired you know doing these projects when you're you know, separating that passion project from, you know, the demands of whatever the work projects are. Right. And like you, you're getting paid for this particular project and it's, and it's work and you're bringing your, your A game to it for sure. But usually in those, and I, I say usually, not all the time, but usually in those, you know exactly what you're working with. Yeah, you're you know what your situation is. You, you know you're dialing in lighting. You, you know it's had some pre-production. Yeah, yeah, there's right. there's there's a there's a process right mm-hmm. that you that you go through. Whereas on the other side of it, you get to experiment. Yeah. Right, you yeah. can't really experiment in in like a work production, but you get to experiment on the passion project, and it and there's something about it that allows you to grow and make choices and do things that you might not normally get to do for sure. And I think that's important for all of us to have a balance because if it's all one or the other, yeah, you know, you can do all these great passion projects, but you're not putting food on the table. Yeah. Right. You're doing all these great paid projects, but you're kind of empty, but yeah, yeah, there there's yeah. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's cool to see that that you're still getting that that balance and inspiration well, from from elsewhere. That yeah, and we're planning on doing these until he's a year old, and then we'll do like one every year from then on. Mm-hmm. So it's been like or every six months, yeah, whatever, yeah, until he's five. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it, it's been the I think the biggest challenge probably is like, well, how do I shoot this differently every month? Because you know it's. You know, basically, it's a baby in a crib, and then we were ha- going to have him in the same like situation slash scenario every time. That way, you can see the progression of him right. better. You're not distracted by the location change or anything. Yeah, the so space is- between the end of the crib and his yeah. feet gets shorter right. and shorter. So how do you how do you shoot that differently than the the previous three months that I just did? And so you find that you're you're focusing more on him like the subject and you're, you're, you're seeing kind of how he's interacting with the space and him, you know, laying on his stomach and like kind of, he's not crawling yet, but he'll get there. And, uh, the, the, the things that he does now 
are are leading me to how I'm filming him. Right. And I think that's that's fun too because it's not really the same space for me each month. You know, the the subject's uh, acting, if you will, is going to change every month. And that, that's fun. I think it's fun. And well, I you know, it's funny as you were as you were describing that I had this picture of like a parallax from one end where like you're zooming in, but his feet are getting bigger. Oh yeah, at you, like you know? a push pull. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's not a bad idea. Actually. Yeah, it, it's. But again, it's like, do I want to introduce those technicalities, those those things that make it less? I, there's there's something about just you know, it's the same thing with photography too. And I, I I've, I've taken the XT three out um, with just a twenty seven millimeter lens and done like you know just just hey let's just go shoot. And you have no agenda, nothing. You're just you're downtown and you're just taking some photos. And to me, like that's that's been like really like I don't know, reinvigorating. Yeah, in that's a lot cool. Of ways. So that just spontaneity and and not planning things out so much. Like I don't know if if I ever get to the point where I'm like, yeah, you know, I should set up the the camera on the on the on the Ronin RS2 gimbal and be like. Just, I should probably stop because it, I think it's, it's gotten too far at that point, at least in this, you know, in this situation. I yeah. Think. Anyways, that's enough about that. Um, what else, what else we got going on here? Anything creative that you've been working on? Um, yeah. I mean, so, you know, we moved obviously, as you yeah. mentioned, we're in a new, we got this kind of loft slash office studio space that mm-hmm. we're kind of making the podcast room. And, that's uh, cool. so looking forward to it. It's not, I mean, there's, Still pelicans on the and there's boxes. I mean, is it around. is it a is it a studio if there's not a pelican in it? I mean, I mean that you're not wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you must be worthy. I didn't. You, I didn't realize he, this was that heavy. He he picked up Molnir. Um, I, I did was a project. Not expecting that to be heavy. Okay, so I I, I did were, a project. We are, we are last, sidetracked. We here, are by the so way. down every okay, rabbit hole. Just real quick. Um, so just picture uh, Thor. Uh, from Avengers Endgame because Where's that's what I look like right now. Phone and uh, oh, it's in my pocket, duh. Because I need to take a picture of Zach with Eric has right Eric now. has uh, Ant Man, Iron Man, and Star Lord's helmet on the wall, but he also has a Mjolnir on the ground. And uh, I picked it up, and this this thing's like five and a half pounds, probably. I was not expecting it to be. Yeah, it's it's heavy, hefty. Um, but here we are. And yeah, I'm worthy. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did have a project. Spin, have you spun this? <laughs> no, I haven't. It it just sits on its little stand. The um, stand is dope. Yeah. I was so stoked to get that. That was a, a project that I did for. Um, matter of oh, fact, that's, that's right. the one yeah. that you, that I had you yes. DP on. That was it. Was the. Uh, Where's my mule near? Well, you know. <laughs> I guess I got a paycheck. So I there's mean, that. Yeah, you could get a paycheck. I didn't. So. That's true. Um, just that's sick. I helped produce the the PAL event because it was COVID and they couldn't do their their annual fundraiser banquet yeah, yeah. in person, and uh, it was actually really successful. And I think it's still online somewhere. Oh, that's good. Um, PAL dot PAL group dot org, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was really great. Uh, they 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 help people with addicted loved ones navigate through what that looks like, and uh, it was really fun doing the filming and. Doing the pre-production, and yeah, we had um, putting it all together. Brendan, uh, gosh, I can't remember his last name. Mc, 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 McDonald, McDonough, McDonough, yeah, Brendan McDonough. Which uh, this, I promise, this has a film angle to it. It um, does. Is the uh, the Josh Brolin movie? Is uh, gosh, what was that movie called? Hot Shots, right? Hot, no, no, that's what they they are. Yeah, but the movie was called What? Only the Brave. Only the Brave. So, anyways, sorry. there you go. The movie is called Only the Brave. Thanks for padding for time there. Uh, oh, I didn't realize Joseph Kaczynski directed this. Joseph Kaczynski did Tron Legacy, and he's yeah. doing the new um, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, which Top is Gun too. Finally coming out this year. Yeah. Well, it's weird. All the movies that are probably done mm-hmm. that that are haven't been released. Miles Teller. Miles Teller plays Brendan in the movie. But anyways, um, yeah, uh, crazy, crazy story. Didn't realize Jeff Bridges was in that. Doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Brendan was yeah a part of that that project. And he yeah, and it guest was spoke cool. and it yeah. was pretty cool to film him and get his story and everything. So yeah, um, but yeah, only the brave is a, it's a pretty good movie. Um, well, and it's kind of what um, 
they want me dead by the Angelina Jolie film. She plays a hotshot, and it, it was very reminiscent of. Is that, that what that movie is about? Similar, similar story. Well, it's it's a dramatic um, action film, but oh, she she plays a hotshot on a hotshot team, and this anyway, it it's not great. I'm assuming. it didn't do very well. Ah, did you watch it? I did watch it. But yeah. you, no, I mean, no. I had I had HBO, so right, I streamed it at home, sure. and I was like, well, you know, yeah, want to see what it's about. Um, you know, I think it's one of those, <clears throat> a lot of times movies will look really good on the script, on paper. Yeah. And and then you even get a decent, uh, you know, you get a decent cast and you get a decent budget behind it. And, um, like, well, it doesn't translate as well from, from the storyline paper-wise. Right, because it's written like, by Taylor Sheridan, who's done, like, a lot of really good movies. Right. Um, he wrote Wind River, Hell or High Water. Um, he has that Yellowstone show out now with uh, Kurt Russell, not Kurt Russell. Uh, oh my gosh, why am I the other Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner, other, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he also wrote Sicario. Like he, he's not a bad writer, right? So it's it is unfortunate though that yeah you had maybe not the best director or you know it's, it comes down to a lot of. Yeah, and and, really. and the time of the release and yeah, pretty what, unfortunate. You know, it was. They didn't have a whole lot of faith in it. They just dumped it. Really, I didn't see much advertisement for it or anything. It was just yeah. kind of on there. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough. I would not want to be a studio exec trying to navigate whether or not we're dropping this on a streaming platform or we're, yeah. we're we're doing both or right. You know, and I know that was a big issue with Black Widow. It was a big issue with all the WB stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, with Dune and uh, Suicide Squad, the right. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of directors were kind of like, what the heck? I thought this was going to the theater. And, right. You know, Denny uh, Villeneuve, I, I, I'm probably saying that wrong. Mark, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, let us know how it's pronounced because I can never get it right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Denny, um, he, you know, very much was like no dune needs to be seen in the theater speaking of dune did you watch that trailer? oh dude the trailer just dropped this yeah. week and i lost my mind it looks i literally beautiful. lost my mind there's not many trailers where i lose my mind at i lost it was because i didn't read about i mean the only thing that we did was talk with mark yeah mark was working on it and that was a um, year, two, that was two, two years, years ago. ago. And he was so, like, yeah, we're working on this. Um, Can't talk about it. Our friend Mark Mangini, <laughs> who we interviewed. Um, Academy Award winner, which, Mark Mangini. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, amazing sound designer. Sound artist. Sound artist. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude. And so when the trailer dropped, I'm focused on the the, the, oh, s- yeah. the sound design. And um, so I'm, I'm, and I didn't. I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know who the actors were. I haven't like dove in because I wanted to be surprised. And and I was like, oh, oh I know. Like yeah. every two to three seconds, I'm, there's I'm a new super scene. And I was like, oh, I'm mind blown. Yeah, it looks Mine's gorgeous. Blown. I mean, yeah. Denny and then uh, Greg Frazier is the, is the director of photography who uh, is – Nothing but just beautiful images that he he makes. You know him and his team, and you know gaffers and everybody. But um, yeah, I'm I'm curious how much of the the sound design uh, from the movie makes it into like a trailer because you know they're usually so separated. Right. Yeah. I'd be curious to like. I would love to talk to a trailer house editor or something because those guys are. I mean, I'm sure they're under a ton of NDAs, but um, they live such a weird life because. A lot of times it's kind of like they don't know the story. They're just getting the footage that the studio sends them and mm-hmm. then they have to make something about it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes like the studio doesn't even send them notes about how it should be. Right. Because they want to keep it under wraps. Yeah. Yeah. So they only get a little snippet of of what the studio thinks they might need. Right. I, so I worked for a trailer house for, for a long time back in the day. I didn't know um, that. Okay. Hammer films. Oh, you told me that. And, yeah, right. uh, and I wonder if we probably could, if they're still around, which I'm sure they are, they, they had a big contract with Warner and did a lot of the Warner stuff. 
Are they to um, blame for um, David Ayer's Suicide Squad? Uh, I don't know. Do you know that story? I don't know that so story. So David Ayer, who I honestly, it, like, he's not a good director anyway, so whatever. Um, he blames, you know, the, the lack of success and the issues with uh, his Suicide Squad movie on basically WB not having faith in him and his version of the movie. And so they ended up sending the movie out to multiple companies to get edited. And then they ended up choosing which one they wanted. And so the one that ended up going to theaters that has like the weird, like music that's, it's clearly copying, you know, guardians of the galaxy's vibe was made from a trailer house. And that's the one they went with. So I, yeah, I, I would love to talk to whoever made that decision, but again, I'm sure it's a ton of NDAs. There's no way that, you know, it's ever coming out. Yeah. By the way, if this is your first episode with us, um, the easy podcast, what we used to be called has a ton, not a ton, has a handful of, uh, what we call conversations, which is just us talking to people in the industry. Pretty cool. You know, Mark Mangini, um, Jeff Barch, who, uh, is one of the editors for, um, American Ninja Warrior, and um, Rob, um, yeah, Rob Rusher, Rusher who's a yep. Steadicam operator, and, or sorry, a, a gimbal operator, movie operator, and uh, DP. Sam, and, Sam Shelton. Yep. Um, obviously, Matthew Levitique. Matthew Levitique, yeah. which that's a great story. <laughs> we should tell that, that story. That was pretty, from, okay. I don't know, yeah, I don't know if we ever have on we haven't. here. Or we haven't. We did, I can't remember if we did maybe the intro of that episode or not. We but, haven't. Um. <laughs> Eric and I are at Cine Gear 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, 2018 and um, no, 2019. 2019. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're we're waiting on the the bus to pick us up to take us back to the, well, the red ba- parking let, lot. Let, let, let's back up just a little okay. bit. Let's just back up a little Where are we bit. Going? So we're, we're we're walking out. Right, it's at Paramount Backlot Studios, and we're we're we we walk we're walking out, and we see Matthew talking to some other people. Yeah, we walked past them, right? Like, I, I saw them, and I was, like, trying to assess the situation, and I'm like, okay, how are we going to, how am I just going to walk up and say, hey, Matthew, what's up? How's it going? Well, hang on. In a minute. Hang on. If you're going to roll then, us back all the way, I'm going to give one more detail. Okay. You didn't know who he was, and I was no, like, hey, that's he Matthew Libatee. I knew who he was. I knew who he was. You just didn't know who he was. I mean... To the degree of the scope of his work, perhaps. Little did you know that he directed your favorite Marvel yeah. movie. Or not directed, but DP yeah. your favorite yeah. Marvel movie. Um, so I'm looking over and I'm like, how am I going to break into this conversation? And yeah. it just didn't feel right. It was like, and and Zach's like, please don't embarrass me. Basically. Yeah. Do I, not do something. I, I can't and remember if I literally said that, but I you definitely did. felt it. You okay. did. <laughs> you did say that. Like, don't do it. Don't, don't embarrass don't, me. Don't do it. Don't I'm do it. I'm going to run away from you. If Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> and, and I was, I, I, and I was walking really slow and I'm trying to assess, is it? Yeah. It just didn't feel right. So we just kept going. Yeah. I said, there's, I, I usually like to take every opportunity when it presents itself, but it wasn't really an opportunity. No, it anyway, felt more so, like an inconvenience for him. Yeah. And it would have been a little bit of a bad taste, I think. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, don't want to like nerd out or whatever. Yeah. And so it's, it was yeah, like, all right. Yeah. Well, it's not a, conf- a fan convention. It was like, oh, it was like, yeah, it was like, oh, cool. That, you know, yeah. there's, there's Matthew. And, and then we just kind of kept going. So all of what I'm saying was all this internal dialogue that I was having. So fast forward to we're outside waiting Five for the shuttle later yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Three hours later. Yeah. <laughs> and we're standing on the, the curb waiting on the, the red. It was either red or uh, somebody else. Yeah. It was a shuttle to go back to where the parking the, the lot red was. parking lot. Yeah. And uh, where we were. And, um, uh, which has, that has another crazy story about zip ties. But, um, <laughs> and here comes Matt walking down the so street. So I don't by see him because I'm facing, like, he's coming from behind me. Yeah. And I'm facing Zach at this point. Yep. And then Zach's got, like, his eyes eyeballs wide I, I, open. Yeah, and he's I like, girl a little bit. He's like, he's coming right at us by himself, alone. And, and I'm like, I'm like, 
<laughs> who? Yeah, Who's coming right true, now? Yes. I'm like, are you seeing ghosts or something? And I turn around, and there's Matthew. Yeah. And uh, and then again, don't embarrass me. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I, did, I said that one more time. And he's like, I'm not. Oh, but uh, gosh, had a had a quick conversation with him, and he uh, he gave us his email, and uh, the rest is history. We we then proceeded to wait a year and a half to uh, yeah to get him on, but we called him up. Luckily, in a in a way, COVID made things a lot easier for uh, us to get in touch with people because they weren't able to do anything either. And did I embarrass you? No. No, I didn't. No. No. I, it was funny. I, I just, I said, hey, Matthew, how's it going? Um, and I introduced Zach like I like I had known Matthew my entire yeah, life. Right? And I'm like, hey, this is my really cool friend, Zach. Uh-huh. And then went right into the pitch for the podcast and yep. and uh and he was interested he was so into it, it he yeah was so, like it was not the experience i think that was more my fear was like you know when they say like don't meet your idols you know and like because mm. sometimes they're like jokes or right. jerks i mean i should say right and he was the nicest dude he was so down to earth and um super cool yeah yeah so check out anyways check out that episode It'll be in our backlog. I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, are we going to rebrand? Do we rebrand all, re-brand the, all the things? Ba- backload. Backload. <laughs> backlog. Beep, 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 beep. Yep. Um, I... I mean, they gave you a segue earlier for Black Widow. You, what was it? The, when I mentioned Black Widow. <laughs> you mentioned Black Widow? How did I, yeah. how did I miss that? <laughs> Wow, was it's I get distracted been, by the dog? It's been two. No, that was way. Oh, that was a long. That, was, that was ten or fifteen 30 minutes, minutes ago? ago. Oh well. Hey, yeah. give me that segue again. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, speaking of Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of Marvel movies, uh, we uh, we got a Black Widow. Finally got Black Widow. Four yes. years too late. Yeah. For, but I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if if you ever hear us say that, just if if you know, you know. But in the first Avengers, when Captain America is basically giving Black Widow a boost to jump onto one of the Chitari scooter things. Yeah, air scooters. And uh, uh, Steve Rogers looks at her and says, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. So that's where that's from. Yeah. And uh, we say it all the time. And we also say, uh, you and I remember Budapest very differently. Right. Yeah, so, which oh, dude. Okay, we're in it now. We're, we're in it, and we're I think we're it. we're well enough into. We can get into spoilers. So spoilers for Black Widow, if you care. Um, we did. I didn't. I was disappointed that we didn't get a, a more of the Budapest. The yeah, also Budapest, it's Budapest. Apparently, Budapest. Is it Pest? It, it, I don't think so. I think it's. I think she's just having fun with that. Oh, okay. I don't, she, I, was she making fun of the other guy? I thought he was making fun of her. He was making fun oh, of her. Okay. She keeps saying, and she even did that in um, some of the interviews, and I think she was kind of teasing that ah, dialogue. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to that. It was like one two-minute scene, and that was it. Yeah, and then she descri- they were in the little hiding place, yeah. and she described it, and it was like, no, let's have a flashback scene of yeah. with Hawkeye right. and the whole... That was my biggest... Yeah, I don't know. Biggest issue with this was... Um, it was a story that kind of didn't matter because there was nothing that changed like, you know, um, like the, the villain isn't going to pop up again later. None of the, you know, the issues that came up in this are going to be like issues that pop back up again later on in another movie, most likely aside from the end credits scene, but that doesn't even count. Um, this was really just a, a movie. It felt like more to introduce Florence Pugh's character than a Black Widow movie. And yeah. I, I think they probably did that intentionally um, because they knew when the movie was going to be coming out and they are setting up, I'm pretty sure they're setting up Young Avengers because mm. the Hawkeye TV show is going to have new Hawkeye in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they, is is supposed to be his daughter? No, it's it's different in the movie. So in the, in the books, there's a version that's his daughter. Right. Or comics. And well, then, because because in Endgame, he even calls her Hawkeye when they're practicing with the bow and arrow. Yeah, but it ends up not yeah. being... Yeah, yeah they're yeah. not doing her because she's... At least I don't think so. They're doing Kate Bishop, which is not his, his last name. 
Yeah. Right? What's Hawkeye's name? Um, Barton. Cliff Barton. Cliff Barton. So, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It just it felt like kind of a pointless movie. And I feel like it was because of when it was going to be released. They c- couldn't really have, like, a stakes with ramifications in the storyline of it, aside from introducing characters that will inevitably be coming back. Like, um, you know, David Harbour's character for sure is going to come back sometime. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Vise's character also, but it was like, I don't know. It all kind of seemed pointless. Um, and I feel like if it had been greenlit and was going to come out in between civil war and Infinity War, or mm-hmm. in between, even in between Infinity War and Endgame, I feel like it would have been written much differently and would have had, I don't know, more more stakes or a better story. Because it doesn't really feel like a Black Widow story as much as it feels like a Black Widow 2 story. Like France, uh, Florence Pugh's going to be the new Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like a movie for her. And, sh- and Scarlett Johansson's almost like a side character in it. It's more about the rest of the family. It, you know, because we know, we know Black Widow. Right, yeah. And There's, so there wasn't yeah, really the relational development's already there. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and I, what I what I really liked about it, though, was the first opening scene. I was like, this, is, this does not feel like a Marvel movie at all. Like mm-hmm. the opening scene of the neighborhood and the, the right. you know, kids playing in the yeah, yard. Yeah, the whole 70s thing, and they and take off in the airplane. it very yeah. different. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel as, you know, kind of polished and cookie-cutter as a Marvel movie kind of does, you know, aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and do you think that was it? Do you think that... They did that because it was set in the... 95 or whatever? Yeah. Maybe, but it's still... I kind of wanted that vibe to carry through. But then they do the time jump to, you know, quote-unquote present time. And it was just kind of like, oh, this is a Marvel movie again. Um, Don't get me wrong. Like, I love Marvel movies. They they really... They entertain and they're fun. And I really get into them. And I enjoy the character interactions and the banter between them. uh, These actors and stuff. And... But they do have a vibe, like right. you know, and they do have a look and a feel. And uh, I was excited to the first fifteen minutes, and then it kind of gets away from it, and it's like, oh shoot, you know, they're, they're, it feels it kind of felt like a missed opportunity there hmm. to do something different because you have this character who's dead in canon now, mm-hmm. had and you had an opportunity to go either really dark with it if you wanted to, because I mean, the honestly, the subject matter of the movie is dark i mean it's sure yeah female assassins that have been completely manipulated of their sexual organs and like this whole thing like it's yeah pretty, and their free will and, yeah, yeah right mm-hmm. and it's you know it's it's an allegory for uh, women trafficking and all this stuff right and, yeah um you could have went really dark with it but instead it ends up being kind of a you know tongue-in-cheek action movie like the rest of them and i was a bit of bummed out by that i thought it was i thought maybe they could have said something more with mm. it instead of just playing it safe Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you got that vibe from it too, but that's how I felt with it. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier definitely took that opportunity to speak, Locally, in, yeah. you know, into, you know, the cultural divides. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it had something to say. It, yeah. And, and I, I thought it was fine. I was like, um, you know, usually if I get, sometimes I get annoyed by films that are too on the nose with that kind of thing. Sure. And it's like, um, you have a message and you want to share it and that's great. Do it creatively, um, uh, do it subtly and let me marinate in that space Mm. as opposed to, you know, force feeding your, your message down my throat, which, you know, Nobody, nobody likes that. Um, but taking that opportunity, I, I, I think you're right. There, there's a missed opportunity there where they could have. Um, I mean, they could have explored they, that they, in, yeah. a, in a in a positive sort of right informational way. I don't know if maybe informational is not the right word, yeah. but just kind of like an awareness. Right way that you could have went about right. it, um, but it, it's just kind of you know just it devolved into this flying yeah. spaceship in the sky with a you know big bad guy that blows up, um, <laughs> and yeah I, I don't know it was okay like I, it it wasn't the worst 
Like it wasn't. No. It wasn't bad, and it was no. definitely coherent. And it wasn't you know, Thor: Dark World. Yeah, <laughs> which I still maintain though. Thor: The Dark World looks fantastic. Set design, you're the elf wrong. design looks you're, so good. You're not wrong. It's just a really crappy story. Right. And the best part of Thor: The Dark World is that every movie that's come after it now since Endgame and Infinity War has basically made the Dark World a better movie. Right retroactively yeah um which you know speaking of making things retroactively uh loki um is over the season is over with that so spoilers for loki but i think that might be my favorite so far of everything that's come out this this summer oh dude loki is um i was now i was i looked forward to um wandavision each week yeah but for different reasons sure um, WandaVision for me was kind of like a, oh, I wonder what they're going to have, you know, what, what sitcom they'll have this next week. And, right. And you look, you're kind of excited to see how, yeah. uh, Elizabeth Olsen and, um, Paul Bettany are going to do in that situation. Right. And it was really, it was really like the creative choices yeah. and their production approach right. and, and those types of things that, that was really more captivating than the storyline per right. se. Totally. Um, but though, with Loki, I was that, like. The Lo- Loki Every week was like, What's like gonna What's yeah, gonna yeah, totally. Same. I was I was eagerly awaiting yeah. the, the, each week, primarily because I was completely captivated by yeah, the story. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. so much of that has to do with Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston. Then like, the chemistry is fantastic. It's insane. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's they're they could not work together better. Right. Honestly, I, yeah. I, I I was so impressed with with Owen Wilson especially who I know is a great actor. Like, you know, he's been in a ton of Wes Anderson movies and he's never let it down. Like he's great, mm-hmm. but it was so fun to see him in this environment. And clearly th- this is, we talk about this a lot where you can tell when a show or a movie or a project people had fun on set mm-hmm. and it comes through. Yeah. And you can see that like positivity and that fun coming through right. on, on film or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And, this totally gave me that vibe. Yeah, which which I think that's what really works with Black Widow as well because Florence Pugh and, and Scarlett Johansson's oh, totally. chemistry yeah. is fantastic as There's well. no doubt about the chemistry in Black Widow yeah. works. Yeah. Everyone is in it, and yeah. they're all having fun. Yeah. It's just the story, is a, it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. But people-wise, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, And there's a couple human element moments that work in... For the most part, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, Loki though it was like each week, something just either blew me away or I was excited for something, and it reminded me of like watching Endgame for the first time mm-hmm. or Infinity War, and like getting pumped up by seeing things or getting like you know feeling young and like a kid again when you're watching things, and Loki had a lot of those moments. Here's the thing though: is it like it doesn't work? Without the ten years previous of Marvel, though it doesn't. They've built up such a, a a brand and almost like a relationship with us as the viewers now. Yeah, totally. That you know, if you if this would have came out in two thousand eight, you know, alongside Iron Man, I'd been like, what the heck? It is wouldn't this? have made sense. It wouldn't have worked. Obviously, made sense. You didn't yeah. have the relationship with with uh, with Loki. You didn't have, or even have, just Tom Hiddleston as a as a person. Right. You don't have that knowledge of like kind of how he is as a human being and um you know i hope at least what he's being portrayed in interviews and stuff is is genuine it seems like it yeah so you know it's just like you've now i mean i know we don't really have relationships with these people unless you know you you actually do but as an audience member yeah there's a connection now right with this longevity of of movies and tv and when i think so for me, the, the the greatest win for the the Loki series was really the 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 human aspect of it. Yeah, it was really the wrestling that Loki had done with himself. Um, the rest, the wrestling. <laughs> no pun of, intended. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all of himself. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, just internally, you know, and I think that's something that's so relatable yeah. to, to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, and just seeing that journey unfold on the screen in that series. And 
uh, yeah, it was, it, that was really the biggest win. Yeah. You bring me. up the, the human element of it and relationships and stuff. And I was surprised how much of this show is just kind of people talking yeah, and interacting and uh, not not a whole lot really of action sets or anything like that. I mean, there you know there is, but it's not crazy. It 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 feels a little slower, maybe you could say than than some of the other stuff. But that's what I loved about it is yeah. because again, going back to this longevity of this series, if you will, like all the Marvel stuff, we've built up relationships. I want to spend time with these characters. Yeah. Yep. And I don't care if they don't have, you know, something blow up every five minutes because right. I'm enjoying my time with them. And again, that's a testament to the directing, the writing and the acting for sure. I don't know. I think Loki is just awesome. And I'm super excited. They're going to do another season. Really? How did I not know this? You didn't know that? No. You didn't stay for the end credits? There's, wait, what? There's an after credit scene. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. It's it's on the, a, it's on, a the t- on the last on the, episode on the last episode. So there's a TVA folder and it goes onto a desk and it opens up and then a stamp happens and uh-huh. it says Loki will return in season two. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. Because after all the foreign, I know, dude. The, no, it's okay. right. It's right before that. Is it? Uh huh. Oh, you just huh. must have clicked off or I walked must away have, or yeah. something. Yeah, I got distracted. But anyways, yeah, Loki will return in season two, and I thought that was funny because like they. Uh, it was funny seeing that, and then I think we watched Black Widow the next weekend, mm-hmm. and there's not like a Black Widow will return in Avengers. No. Like, nope, she's dead. No. <laughs> R.I.P. Black Widow. I know. That's why I didn't... I mean, we talked about this earlier. We did, yeah, you and I. I just did not need that, that end credit yeah. scene. Like, first of all, let's talk about end credit scenes just by themselves Here for a go. second. Um, Marvel's really mastered the end credit scene. To the point where now, 10 years later, we expect an end credit. We scene. expect them in movies that don't even have I them, think, too. I think when when we expect it, it needs to be taken away. Like, it's tired now. Mm. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It's like it was exciting because it was something different. It was something new, and it was a little teaser for what's coming next. Did Endgame so, have an end credit scene? Um, No. no See? No, it didn't. So it, that, that would make sense. I mean, that was the end of... Well, I mean, it was end I mean, of three I, of yeah. the six original Avengers. I know Farm Far From Home was, you know, technically the end of that phase, but I don't remember if Far From Home had an end credit scene. I don't recall, but know, it's right. almost it's expected now. Yeah. And so I was I was thinking about this, um, and I was like, you know, if they didn't have that end credit scene, that would have that would have been more intriguing. Yeah. Oh, in-game's in-credit scene is it's just an audio thing. It's the hammering of oh, yeah. Iron Man right. ha- hammering in the cave. That's, that's right. Is. That's right. Um, but still, that's that's fine. That's tasteful. Like, that. that's yeah. in line. It that, was that's kind more of a homage-y. homage. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Like, it didn't make any sense to have an in-credit scene on this movie where we know the character's going to die. We were talking. I, I was like, I had a great idea for it, and it it would have been great if that was the opening scene of the Hawkeye TV show. And that's what kicks off that whole season. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what are you excited for? We got, we have a lot of Marvel left this year. Yeah. Shang-Chi. Like, um, but yeah, I think yeah. that, that looks cool. I, the first trailer didn't really excite me. And then the second one did. So that's good. Um, I'm actually pretty interested in what's going to happen with the uh, Immortals because I, I don't know or Eternals. Sorry, Eternals. Immortals was another movie. Yep, that was a, a Henry Cavill movie. You know, it's interesting about uh, like okay, I'm excited about you know Phase Five. I'm excited about continuing the storyline. Um, phase Five. Yeah, I think we're in three. Phase Phase Four. Sorry. Okay, so we're so Shang Chi is four. Yeah, this is Phase Four. Phase okay. five was it was a it was announced uh, last December. Oh, that's so. the one with Blade and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, sorry. Uh, phase four. Um, I totally got off track. I don't know. You were excited. Oh about yeah, phase I'm not four. excited about oh. the Eternals. I mean, I'm like I said, I was excited. I'm excited about the continuation. The, the I'm next excited phase. because I have no idea what what it's about. 
Um, and that's like the first time a Marvel movie's come out where I don't have any clue what's going to happen. Yeah, same. And but I'm like, uh, it it didn't spark excitement in me. It didn't. It did not spark joy. No. In 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 your Shang Chi did, however. Yeah, I think that and, was cool. And uh, um, I barely, what's the other one? Oh, obviously Spider Man. Well, yeah. If I that's mean, actually coming I mean, out. Spider-Man. What are we not excited for? Okay, I did find um I was I was listening to uh Michael Roman and who has a podcast and it's all things comics in Marvel and um that's pretty awesome. It's probably better than this one. <laughs> um let me see. I do kind of miss my couch. You do miss your couch. No, I mean this isn't bad, but uh, I can only recline so much, you know. Yeah, can't lay down like I could on the couch. Well, I did ask you when we were rebooting the podcast mm. about a chair, and you've never sent me a link for a chair. You're gonna buy me a chair? Yes, of course. I want a Chesterfield. Well, I don't know what that is. Google it. Okay, well, hang on. I'm you can, looking you can up Command T, buddy. <laughs> Make a new tab. Wow. Here, let me. I'll, wow. I'll, I'll Google the Chesterfield while you Google whatever. So you Google. everything always is uh, an amazing YouTube channel done by Michael Roman, and he was talking about the a leaked trailer for Spider Man that got that got leaked in, in Korea or in, something. No, in South America. Oh, okay. And so it's it's all in Spanish, but um, you know all the all the. I'm not putting that chair in here. He just showed me a picture of this chair he asked for. Why not? In in it's only on twenty two hundred dollars. Okay, it's only two grand, Eric. I dude, but I, that doesn't. This fit. one's five grand. Is that better? Dude, that's Morpheus. It looks like Morpheus's chair it, it, from the Matrix. Yes, basically. Except it's not a wing back, but yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk right. about chairs. This is now chair podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> that chair is not going to fit in that space it, over there. Not with that and attitude. Not, and not only is it not going to fit in that space, it's also not going to fit the the vibe or it's the a or the budget vibe. I mean, but we budget, you know, whatever. All right, fine. <sighs> anyway, Zach's going back to the internet to fi- find, find a, another a chair, chair that's that, suitable. You know, I'm thinking. So the vibe of the place is kind of more gamer. Were you talking about like, another podcast? I was. I was. Ta- well, All I was right. talking about uh, Michael Roma's YouTube channel, Fine, which I'll is everything always. A Herman Miller. That's right? where I found the Spider-Man. Leak, oh, was, okay. Was basically is it actually there? there? Um, no, but it's on Instagram because Instagram hasn't pulled it down yet. What? Um, yeah. Are we about to watch this right now? Uh, I mean, let's see. Is this, this is fake. No, it's not fake. This is Let fake. Let me see if I can. Is somebody hold showing, on is somebody filming this with their phone? I, I think I can turn. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, you do. Okay, so I'm going, I'm going to go back to runtime review. I'm yeah, sorry if you're listening. You it. have to literally deal with us live. I know we're, we're, right now. This, actually the name of our podcast should be every stinking rabbit hole. <laughs> this says breaking Spider-Man trailer runtime revealed. Okay. That's all this is. I know, but the original Latin America trailer that got dropped. Oh, is okay. On we Instagram. got a link in description. It's a link in description. So he shared this. Now it's not, I mean, by our standards, it's not here. Let's this go. is so fake. What is? Th- I mean, it's supposedly not fake. It was officially. This was an official. It was released to the news, in, in as like a what to expect. Presente. Yep. 2017 to presente. So, Tom Holland. Uh huh. Um. This is all footage from other Spider-Man movies. None of this it, is new. It, it is. I'm so disappointed right now. But it's it's essentially multiverse Spider Man because you have Tobey Maguire, you have uh, Tom Holland. I don't Holland speak and Spanish though. Is I mean, it's definitely not. Like no, it's a news. It's not like an official it's like trailer. A, it's, like it's like a, a sizzle news reel, sizzle almost. promo. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, but this is basically giving you the history of Spider Man in the movies by saying, "Oh, you remember we had Tobey Maguire from 2002 to 2007." And then, and then they had Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield from 2012 to yeah. 2014. Um, and Ryan did that stick, by the way. Um, I thought he was fine. Tom Holland, 2017 to present day. 
And then they're going into like, so what will the future of Spider-Man entail? Basically, uh, this is the multiverse of Marvel. I can't read that. Um, yeah, it definitely seems more like a setup. Yeah. For if yeah. somebody was coming on their talk show to talk about right something, uh, and it's definitely not a trailer for the movie itself, but. Um, Kingpin confirmed for That's no way. Yeah, no way. That's what my, uh, you, you got to stop reading everything you see on the internet, man. That's how you got that kid's Iron Man helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like, yeah, it's finally there. It's not the first time this has happened to you either. No, so I actually got scanned. Here's why I don't like ads on Instagram and Facebook. Don't buy anything because they do not uh, regulate in any way, shape, or form anybody that's putting ads on those platforms. No, they don't. And I, you know, I was like, "Sweet, I can get a, I, I can get a, a Thor hammer. I can get an Iron Man helmet, and I can get a Captain America shield, all for less than a hundred bucks." And they were all the Marvel Legends, and they were supposed to be like factory seconds or whatever. And I'm like, I don't care if it has a blem. It's just going to be wall decor, you know? Right. And I never got those. <laughs> nope. And I was like, oh, man. And, yeah, so totally got scammed on that. I remember giving you a hard time for that. You and then did. It just, You're uh, like, why are you buying stuff on Instagram? I was yeah. like, yeah, I was I was excited. Which is and, uh, ironic now because I definitely bought something off Instagram. I ended up buying my new camera bag off Instagram, some Instagram ad. But, but your new camera bag is cool. It's dope. And it I actually got cool. it in the mail. So yeah, you it actually did. came in on like your helmets. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I think we've talked enough for this episode. This feels like a good, uh, it's good to get back into it though. Yeah. Yeah. We, next week we'll be, we'll be more focused. <laughs> no, we, no, we can't guarantee that. <laughs> Let's not guarantee that. Who knows? Honestly. Um, but, uh, you know, we have Instagram and email and, uh, what are those handles? Yeah, the, the anti-film film club. Um, I think the Instagram, so on YouTube, it's the anti-film, anti, see, anti you got me saying yeah. anti. It's hard. Anti-film film anti-film club. film club uh, uh, YouTube. on YouTube. Nothing on there yet. We will be moving stuff over there though. Sure. Hey. Anti-film film club. Hey, we made it guys. So it our is. Instagram is at the anti-film no sorry at anti-film film club mm-hmm. he was the you were thinking of no yeah. i don't yeah um so hit us up on instagram we're gonna build that following pretty quick here um we're gonna we're gonna repurpose a lot of the uh previous content i mean we have two years of of some really great episodes actually not to pat ourselves on the back but yeah i mean uh let's uh, let's not say a full two years of great episodes let's no just. no but we have two years worth of content <laughs> and we have some great episodes yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh um we just felt like why why the rebrand right we felt like it didn't really say anything. The yeah. name didn't really say anything about. It made sense to us, yeah, because we knew us, yeah. But what is an easy and what is, you know, like, and then you're you're very limited by using the term podcasts on everything because then right. that doesn't let you go and do things on YouTube, right, or other avenues. So, um, uh, anti anti film film club, uh, yeah, TikTok coming at you soon. Oh, oh. Uh, this is news to uh, me. No, it's going to be Eric. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to the idea. Yeah, just weird TikTok dances from Eric. But some anti-film film club merch coming. Yeah, yeah, Working it'll on be that. available on uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. So if you'd like to be on the podcast, anyone literally don't care. Yeah, hit us up on Instagram. DM me or email us at antifilmfilmclub at gmail dot com. Do it. And uh, until next time. Which is when exactly? We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. We're both very busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't Kelvin's know. first birthday is, is the next podcast. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> it's a birthday no. podcast. No, it's we'll a do, baby podcast. We'll get, it's we'll a chair we'll, podcast. We'll we together. don't know what it is. We'll get together again next week. I don't know. Yeah. How hard could this be? Yeah. It'll be fun. It's all set up now. It's not like we have to set it up every week like no, we used to. This is literally I just walk into your house and let's go. Yeah, it's yeah, ready it's, to go. It's so much better it's now. Press play. Uh-huh. Can't complain at all. Yeah. So or record. We wouldn't uh, press <laughs> press play. We wouldn't press play. We yeah. would
press record. And there it is. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next time. Check us out on uh, Instagram at Antifilm Film Club. I almost said our old name. And uh, hit us up on Gmail, antifilmfilmclub at gmail.com. This is really hard to do now. Uh, out of out of touch and out of, out of practice. But um, thanks for listening, guys. And we will catch you next time. Bye. He's still doing that. <laughs>